This is New Hampshire's home for sports on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. And it's all tied. Back from Spooner. Off for Radulov in over the line. Alexander Radulov to the mid. McIntyre the same. Loose puck scores. So let me say, it is my high honor and distinct privilege to introduce to you the president-elect of the United States of America, Donald Trump. You'll be so proud of your president. You'll be so proud. Again, it's my honor. It was an amazing evening. It's been an amazing two-year period. And I love this country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you to my friends. Thank you, everybody. So you can see what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? A late night, an early morning, and halfway through all of that thought from last night and into this morning, I wondered what was Sully's Thanksgiving conversation really going to be like? <laughs> Sean Sendall here filling in for Jimmy Murphy on the stretch run. Sully alongside. I, I thought of you, man. I thought <laughs> of you. I, you're not going to get involved in the discussion with your family, but I wondered, what will the discussion really be like in the Sully household? Mm. Well, uh, in, in a mere two, <laughs> three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'll say that. I'll start, start there. Uh, last night was very, uh, very interesting to me to see the interaction just at home, just the different reactions. And we were, everyone at home was just as stunned as just half of this country is now. And we're all sitting there going, oh, this is, this is actually, hap- wow, this is really, oh my God, this is going to happen. This is, this is, ha- oh, he won Florida. Oh, he took Ohio. Oh my, oh my God, this is going to happen. And I, w- I personally was stunned. I did not, I did not see that coming at all. I was blown away. Because the pollsters, and uh, no one predicted this. No yeah. one, pre- other than Kurt Schilling, yeah, and you nailed it. <laughs> who is, I mean, just crazier than out of his mind. Yeah, let's let's put it that way. Other than Kurt Schilling, no one predicted this until you know. Okay, halfway through, that's when you see the conversation going in that direction. Have you ever seen? How about this? What's the best example in sports? Hmm. Of everything going in one direction, and it completely crumbling in front of you, hmm. and and it falling apart, and the unexpected happening. Because I'll tell you what, while I thought it was going to be close in some yeah. capacity, about as close as it was, I thought it would be reversed. I truly did, just based on what the pollsters said, based on what everyone was doing. I truly thought it would be reversed. So in athletics, 
when was the last time, or when was the most drastic? Because I would argue that this was probably the biggest upset. Yeah. Oh yeah. In political, at least in my political history. Yeah. So, where was it? Series? Where was it in Bill sports? Buckner? Where was it in sports? Was it really though? Eh. How about what about the Patriots' loss to the Giants in 07? Yeah, that's 07 up there. season. I know it was 08 technically for the Super Bowl, but you know what I mean. Yeah. What about the Patriots' win in 2001 over the Rams? That could be up there. Yeah. That could be up there. Definitely, I would. I would say more shocking to me. Like I'm, I'm thinking shock factor. 86 was. Uh, a, punch in the stomach you're right there and all of a sudden you flip a switch and it's like whoa 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 what what just happened what just happened all the stories you hear of all the reporters that were ready to go right in their stories in the locker room waiting and then all of a sudden you hear stomping down the tunnel and expletives everywhere and you're like oh what just happened you know that to me that's i was shocked last night i was it wasn't even like a i thought it would be close too but like you said i thought it was gonna be flipped i'm just i'm stunned today and there's a lot of, like you said on the, the crossover, there's a lot of sadness, doom and gloom, the rain, all of this. I know how, how we, we the have to, palpable irony of the weather, <laughs> the right rain, now. everything, you know, and it's just, it's all coming up negative. And really, I said it yesterday before, it's a commentary of where we are. And, and that's, that's, you have to, you have to take <laughs> that into consideration and figure it out and you have to keep going. You can't just stop. The world's not just, we're here today. The sun kind of came up, like, the world's still turning. We're still alive. We need to figure it out, you know? <laughs> barely. Yeah, barely. But in all seriousness, though, it's uh, what, no matter what came of this election, what went into it and the result needs to show that the two sides are on such, in such opposition. Yeah. That it's, it's, something's wrong. There's something wrong when there's not a, there is a minimal number of people out there that can agree upon things somewhere in the middle. And that is not right. People are not, that's not how life is. That's not how the world works. It's not black or white. That's not how things are. But right now, that's how this country looks. People voted one way and are either devastated or ecstatic because the opposition either lost or won. It's not, okay, well, here are the positives of the situation. Okay, well, here's what could come of it. In uh, it is a, a a microcosm of all of this was when Obama decided. You know, the there was a death on the Supreme Court. He decided to uh, elect Merrick Garland. Yep, and you had a lot, a number of people, literally the entire Republican side, decide. Oh yeah, we're we're not going to vote. We just won't vote. We just we we won't vote him in. When that that's their job, and now they're fully prepared to do it for the next president. Why? Because they have the same ideologies. That is a problem. Is wrong. <laughs> that's a problem. That is a problem. I don't care which side you're on. You should see that as a problem. Yeah. And I see that for my country as a problem. When there's that sh- that much unrest internally, that is. A problem. Yeah, it's a serious problem. <laughs> and, and that's that's what I'm taking out of this. I never told you which way I voted. I don't yeah. care to tell you which way I voted. What I am telling you is that going into this and coming out of it, both sides are too far either excited or devastated. Yeah. yeah. Too far. And the problem is the reason is because they know that that person stands for or stood for, depending on which side you're on. Yeah. What they believed in, and the other side is not near them. 
It's drastically on the other side. Opposite. You go from A to Z. Yeah. There's nothing in the middle. And that is a problem. That's scary. Yeah. I heard the numbers last night. I believe the numbers were, you know, they, they polled people and said, of the two, are they, is one presidential, is the other presidential, both or neither? And, and then there was another question similar about presidential or how they, you know, they're standing, whatever it may be. It was something around between one and 3% that said both. So the, it's the point to that is everyone disagreed. Yeah. It was 40 some percent said yes for one, 40 some percent said yes for the other and one, two, three percent said yes for both. Yeah. That is a problem when you are so jaded that you cannot see any type of qualities in the opposition. And I'm not saying that I don't fall into that category. Yeah. yeah. I am I am just laying down as I try and do with sports. I'm just laying down a very much a realistic flat perspective. Again, I reality. As a fan, a reality right, a reality check. As a fan, I can go one way or another, but as an analyst, I need to be in the middle. Yeah. And again, I've been made fun of for being a Debbie Downer, yet from <laughs> but because they're flag wavers and yeah. vice versa. I've been told by friends who are New York fans that I'm a big oh you're just a big fan when again I am just strictly an analyst because they just agree contrastly just completely different yeah and that's what's going on and I can sit here and say this is what needs to happen this is what has happened and I can also say you know when I take that analyst cap off I know that I which way I voted I know what I'm feeling right now in the end, I, I need to make sure I list heed my own advice here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree, and I'm I'm just like I said, I'm just kind of you're trying to take it all in today. Today, it's like a, a huge. I've never felt this aftershock afterwards. You hear, I'm I was reading all the tweets. You know, they had a nice little Bleacher Report had athletes' tweets re- reacting to the election, and it was just a whole slew of just negative negativity in the sports world. And it was uh, you get you get your Kurt Schillings, you get your 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 Max Scherzer's, your J.R. Smiths, and you get uh, every little bit of it, and everyone's just freaking out, losing mm-hmm. it. And the part that everyone's missing is that we still need to figure it out. We still need to keep going. It's not just all right. I'm done. I'm moving to Canada. Like that's not a thing. I mean, you could go ahead if you want to move to Canada, be my guest. But I'm trying to figure it out. I want to figure see, it out. Hear that the immigration website. For the U.S., the U.S. immigration website crashed last night. Oh, great! Because so many people were looking to try and figure out how they would get out and wow, and immigrate. It crashed. Wow. It crashed. That's pretty. That's pretty shocking, and that's pretty uh, telling. <laughs> it should tell you a it lot crashed. about what happened last night. And I think you again, my young one here, sage <laughs> advice. It's life needs to go on yeah Uh. and the positive part about living in this country in this democracy is uh your voice still can be heard and still can matter and you still can and will be able to make that heard whether it's through peaceable protests uh when you don't agree with something whether it's petitioning when you don't agree with something whatever it may be there are ways moving forward if you feel something is drastically wrong and that's and in in two years, people will go to the polls again and vote for congressmen and senators. And when to, when they're up in in two years, and we'll see what happens yeah. after two years. And that's where again where you can make a statement. So again, Sully, life goes on as yeah. you said. Yes, you need to maintain some semblance of reality and life. 
You still have to show up to work. Yeah, yeah. You still have to pay your bills. And whether or not this will make it more difficult or easier for you, or if it remains the same, has yet to be seen. Yeah. And if you see something egregious, you can talk about it. You can you can bring it up. That you still have a voice. Yeah. And that's the positive about living in this country. This is not places like Russia, where Putin has a ninety eight percent approval rating because he because, kills everyone yeah, who doesn't approve of the him. Only option. It's not North Korea, where they, it's worse. Yeah, that's worse. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, who knows what happens there? Yeah, uh, where no the former leader gets has scored an eighteen in golf before because he scored eighteen <laughs> holes in one. Because I because believe he can. that because he was that talented at everything. <laughs> None of that holds any water yeah. here so just remember that you still have that opportunity and you still have that chance People moving forward breathe for a second take a to second be able breathe. to speak for yourself yeah. you breathe and you realize you know what we do need to work together and i do still have a voice i can still speak up when i see something wrong i can speak up you know see vase algo di algo i see it on the the nyc subways if you see something say something yeah same idea same idea. I just see it in Spanish on the signs <laughs> for some reason, and rather than uh, I see it more in Spanish when I'm down there than I do in English, which is fine <laughs> since uh, I know how to read it. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's that's just what pops in my mind. So anyway, last night, Sully, you sat down after you rushed to the you know your election hall. You sat down, ignored your family. Yeah. You turned on the television, and you watched what last night. Uh, there were probably two options. Flipping back and forth between Bruins and the election. That was okay. my night. 50-50, 60 60-40. Uh, 60-40 in terms of the election. Because the first period in the Bruins game, there's no score. So I kind of I tuned into that for a little bit. And then as soon as period ends, you flip over. I got back late for the second, but that's when all the goals were kind of scored. And I kind of just kept it back and forth. But I knew... In the second period is when everything started to kind of go in the election. That's what eight, yeah. about eight thirty. You know, yep. polls started coming in. Things started to looking looking a little weird. I was like, all right, I gotta I gotta pay attention to this a little bit at least. And you know, I tried to I tried to keep it as fifty fifty as possible. But last night, it's just it's just one of those nights you just gotta you just it have happens to watch. once every four you years. You just have to do it. You and just have to watch something this drastic. Only happens generally every eight years. Yeah, uh, because the last few presidents have stayed in for two terms of course you'd have to go back as far back as 1992 it's for the last one who wasn't in for two terms yeah so something like this at most will only happen every four years the bruins will play again oh later. yeah they later. will play again they very will, soon. they will lose again to montreal at some point it's gonna happen <laughs> well, they will do it all right the game <laughs> i, I want to talk about the game in more depth than just the uh first segment since our first segment believe it or not is actually almost over yeah uh, we we really have been ripping through this and uh and really you just had to do it you, you had to start that way you have to start this way look the significance of last night uh every year again every four years it is significant yeah in fact i would argue every two years with the senate and the house yes is significant but in particular presidential when you're looking at uh, supreme court nominees in the future uh, in the very near future since one was not <laughs> voted in and potentially others will either retire or die i mean yeah. to put it bluntly yeah. some of these supreme supreme court yep. justices life are old life job yeah and some will stay on for life some will choose to retire toward the end it's up to them 
But there is a strong possibility that it's not just one that this president gets to choose. It could be multiple. Uh, and so that's why this is significant, because it's not just the what's going to happen from the presidency. It's what's going to happen for national law. Yeah. And are things going to be repealed? Are things going to be added? What's going to happen? And it, it, it swings drastically. So that's why. You're, it's okay that you watched sixty four oh, yeah, in favor of. I ma- I made sure to too. That was on purpose. I knew it's just it, especially I talked about it yesterday. This election, the reason I'm trying to avoid the family and the Thanksgiving because this one specifically, there's so much like you talked about. There's so there's it's so polarizing. There's so opposite here that if you say one thing, you could, you're just going to get ostracized. But I feel when I, if I say one thing about one candidate. And then I decide to flip and go the other way. Either way, you're wrong. Either way, you're just wrong. You're just wrong in this situation. And that's how I felt from the start from this. So last night was one of those you just have to you just have to do it. You have to watch. You have to see what happens. Because really, I think the big thing I'm hearing from my friends and you know the younger people, there's a sense of fear now. What's next? We don't we don't know what's next. We don't know what's going to happen next. All right, you know cool, we had an election, and this actually happened. Now what? You know, the whole Trump thing was kind of a joke for everyone in the beginning, and then it actually happened. Now we're like, what do we do now? You know what to tell your friends. You know what will happen. (laughs) Tell them to go vote in two years for their senator. I've said breathe multiple times. Or their congressman. And tell them in four years to go vote again. Yeah. And every two years to continue to vote. The world goes on. We keep moving. That's what you tell them. You tell them to continue to voice their opinions. doesn't matter matter whether they agreed with it or not with what happened. You tell them to continue to go out and voice yes. their opinions. And whether – you know, I live in a state now. I live in Massachusetts. I lived in New Hampshire a majority of my life. And when I was here, my state was a swing state. It is a yeah. swing state. And I was intrigued and proud when it went to the way that I wanted it to. Yeah. Now I live in a state where it's go. You know which way it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, casting a ballot for a president last night was almost inconsequential. You knew which way <laughs> yeah. it was going to yep. go. However, you have to make sure still to voice your opinions because the senators, the congressmen, and people out there who thought, okay, it's a landslide, Clinton will win, or a landslide, Trump will win, it was very close. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, so those who chose not to vote could be regretting it right now. I think the best tweet I saw last night was... You thought Game Seven of the World Series was intense <laughs> until you watched last night. Really, it's I was glued to my TV just as much as I was on the World Series. Yeah. Just, it's just how it is. It was that impactful. And when something like this too, it's so so impactful that you don't you don't really talk to anyone while you're watching. Yeah. As much as your parents may want to talk about it, there was there was little snippets. There was little. It's probably very every brief, once in a while, but it was very very because silent. it's just you're just watching and you're listening. Yeah. And again, no matter which side you're on, you're just watching and you're listening. Yeah. And that's that's just how it is. And in the World Series, you're jumping up and down. You're saying, oh, my God. Even, oh, damn, nice pitch. Yeah. <laughs> there was no, oh, damn, nice get. It yeah. was just silence <laughs> yeah. the whole time. The vast majority of the time, at yeah. least. Wow. That's the first segment? Seriously? Yeah, that was it. Seriously? Was you, we, I, we this went, three we went, hours are going to go by way too quickly. We went political. We yeah. had to do it. <laughs> well, we, uh, it's, it's got to do what you got to do. I encourage everyone <laughs> to go out and vote yesterday. I'm not going to ignore it here today. Of course. On the stretch run with Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy. Sully alongside. Keep it locked to ESPN New Hampshire. Home, well, it was cool, cool, it was just all cool, now it's over for me.
it's over for you Let's go, go, baby, it's all gone There's no one on the corner and there's no one at home But it was cool, cool, it was just all cool Now it's over for me and it's over for you Listening to the Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones. Only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Is your business in search of commercial property? Garrison Glen Corporate Park, located in Exeter, New Hampshire, is a highly desirable suburban business park located just 10 minutes from Portsmouth. There are four lots remaining, ranging in size from approximately 10 to 20 acres. That's Garrison Glen Corporate Park in Exeter. Don't let this opportunity slip away. For more information and other property listings, visit CushmanandWakefield.com. CushmanandWakefield.com. The bye week is over, and now the Patriots open the second half of the season with a big game against Seattle in Foxborough Sunday night. This is ESPN New Hampshire's Pete Terrier, inviting you to join me for a Bud Light Patriots viewing party at the brand new Buffalo Wild Wings inside the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua. We'll have lots of prizes and giveaways, and someone watching the Pats at B-Dubs in Nashua is going home with an awesome Bud Light Patriots cooler. Buffalo Wild Wings, now serving you game day greatness inside the Pheasant Lane Mall in Nashua. ESPN Radio Extra Point with Dan Lebetard and Stu Gotts. What did he do wrong by Wade? Got him Shaquille O'Neal, helped to win his first championship. I mean, give me a break. No, all three of them. No, 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 I'm tired of it because it started with LeBron and the other two who can't think for themselves just decide, oh, hey, if LeBron's got a problem with Riley, then now I'm going to have a problem with Riley. Let's get this cranked up. Hold on a second. All right, hold on. Let's go. I'm tired of this. The three of them bashing Pat Riley. I mean, LeBron James hadn't won a single thing until Pat Riley was running the organization that he played for. And then Pat Riley was running the organization that he played for and what happened four straight final appearances two nba championships should have been a third nba championship but lebron was terrified to post up jj barea in that first season and what did he do to wade do you not know how a jack-in-the-box works i'm beth I'm a service rep for Cintas, and I help businesses get ready. Ready for the unpredictable workday, bad weather, a sudden fire, or a rush of customers. Cintas is your source for fresh mats, crisp uniforms, cleaning programs, safety solutions, and fire protection. Will you be ready today? Get started at Cintas.com. Cintas, ready for the workday. All right, gentlemen, the time has come to look your best. Black Friday deals are here, so come into JCPenney now during our men's wardrobe sale and get 50% off select suits separate, sport coats, dress pants, and top coats. Pack on even more savings with an extra 20% off select items with your JCPenney credit card and coupon. The time to look your best is now during the JCPenney men's wardrobe sale. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon required. About 1110 to 1116. 20% offer subject to credit approval. Some exclusions apply. Check jcp.com for coupon and details. The money-saving tip. Coming at you with another money-making tip. How to save money effectively. Tired of overpaying for stuff? Then head to ESPNNHradio.com and check out the ESPN New Hampshire deals page. 
You can save up to 50% on deals from all your favorite local businesses and restaurants. Why pay full price when gift cards and gift certificates are only a few clicks away? So start saving now by going to ESPNNHradio.com and checking out the new ESPN New Hampshire deals page. You're welcome. Are you looking for an electrical contractor you can count on for insight, experience, and quality work? How about a partner who is dependable and operates with high integrity? The answer is Hammond Electric. Hammond Electric provides quality licensed electrical work for commercial, industrial, biomedical, and life sciences facilities in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and southern Maine. Hammond Electric, powering your productivity. Please call 800-966-5040 or visit HammondElectric.com. You've probably heard me talk about this sleep number bed, how it's changed the way I sleep. My sleep number is 60. I've had the bed for over six years now. This bed, this mattress, has helped improve the lives of close to 8 million people. Sleep number's done it again, though. they got something called dual temp. It's a revolutionary temperature balancing layer with active air technology. The dual temp can be added to any mattress, even if you don't have a sleep number bed. Active Air technology heats or cools each side with a simple touch of a button. From head-to-toe comfort, just like the Sleep Number bed, it's dual-sided, so you can select the ideal temperature and sleep exactly the way you would like. Only one place in the world where you're going to find the dual-temp layer. That's a Sleep Number store near you. Tell them I sent you. Right now, they got great innovations there. they got sales going on as well. Up to $800 off Sleep Number, Memory, Foam, and iSeries bed sets. There's 400 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you by calling 1-800-SLEEP-25. 1-800-SLEEP-25. On the go? Download the ESPN radio app now to your smartphone and take us with you. Wednesday, almost, it's about 325, let's say almost 330. I'm taking you from work, maybe you're still at work, and I'm going to take you all the way home, yes. 3 to 6, you have me here on the stretch run, Sean Sendell filling in for Jimmy Murphy Sully alongside on ESPN New Hampshire, feel free to give me a call, 603-883-9900, that's 883-9900, and I will be taking you from now till 6 o'clock, that's your drive time all the way home. Whether it's time to stop the water cooler talk at work, you just need a reprieve, and you just want a rational, calm sports conversation, most of the night will be that, I promise. Yeah. I promise I won't <laughs> talk politics. And, and again, I, will, I am doing my absolute best, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job of it, of just being completely and utterly neutral yeah. and flat about all of this and not trying to show my side whether I am super excited or super not. But with all that said, it's yeah. I'll I'll take you out of it. I'll take I'll get I'll get some some going. So last night, Sully, you watched sixty percent of the election, forty yeah. percent of the Bruins. I must admit, I was a smaller percentage, but was flipping back yeah. and forth. The Bruins, of course, lost. Look, I, I don't want to say of course, like hey, I expected yeah. it, but <laughs> yeah. I'll be quite honest. Yeah. Hey, I kind of expected it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Three to you. two, but. That's a that's a fight. That's they put up a fight. Yeah. In that game, first period scoreless, second period 2 to 1 in favor of the Canadians, and then third period tied up 1-1. One, one. 
So they lost by a single goal. Carey Price looked, from when I was watching, looked pretty good out yeah. there. But to be able to pepper him with 43 shots. A lot of shots. That's pretty you good. Did your job. And that's last, pretty good. Last night was, a, to me, is a positive. I, uh, even though it's a loss, you take it as a positive because recently, as far back as the Winter Classic last year, the Canadians have just owned you. They just have. Especially in Canada. They just have owned you. You, you don't put up a good fight. There's not a good game. They beat you and they beat you bad. And last night to see, first of all, the first period was awesome. The fact that it came out 0-0, the first period was awesome. There was a lot of shots. There was a lot of action. And you stuck in there and you hung in there. And even Pasternak tying it, giving you a shot. Now, when Murph was on yesterday, he, he, he kind of nailed it too. If, if Tukaras plays, you win. And it, comes, it rears its ugly head in that last goal, that soft goal by Zane McIntyre. But you put up a fight. And I, I, I take that as a positive more than a negative. I take the fact that you went, in, you went up to Montreal and you didn't crap your pants. That's, that's right, there, right there in a nutshell. That's, that's all I need to see. And that gives me reason to think that down the line – it's not just going to be a beatdown anymore. You you actually have a team and a young team that can put up a fight. Maybe you're being more opti- optimistic <laughs> than I about, and there's not going to be a beatdown anymore. If you mean beatdown, it means it's not going to be at least embarrassing. Yes, that, you still yes. might lose. It's, then I least, can handle that. It's a, it's at least a, a fight, and it was at least a hockey. It's at game least last a game. Night. I didn't think it was going to be a hockey game last All night. Right. I thought it was going to be embarrassing. I really did, and especially when I saw Tuka Rask was not playing. I said, "Oh, whatever. This is it. They're going to lose that game." If you have any, I'm going to ask a broad-based question, but I'll get more specific if yeah. you like. Positives from that game, aside from it being a close game, and because I'll give you the one that I'm thinking, the one that I, I'm seeing right now, and yes, you did not score as many goals. You scored one less. However, your backup goaltender yes. only saw 23 shots yeah. versus Carey Price seeing 43 shots. That means you controlled the play. You can control the play, and the defense in front of your goaltender was playing well. Those are two pot Again, maybe I'm looking for silver linings. Maybe I'm looking for little wins. But nonetheless, sometimes when you're sitting at almost 500, it's, it's kind of what you have to do. You kind of, it's kind of what you have to do. When, and this team, again, in my opinion, has not played as well as you'd like. But maybe that's just who they are. But I'm seeing positives. Small positives from this game, and those were two of them. Yeah, I would definitely say the defense is one thing. And like I said, Zane McIntyre lets up a soft goal at the end of the game, but played a pretty good game throughout and, didn't, like you said, didn't face a lot of shots, but he was, he was solid enough. He, he gave you a chance to win, and your defense gave you a chance to win. My, my big positive, and I, I hadn't seen it earlier in the year, is the fight, is being down and scoring a goal to tie it. That, to me, that to me says a lot, that you would – you didn't just lay down. You didn't, you didn't just give up a lead and lay down and call it quits and say, you know what, that's it, we'll get on the bus, we'll go back home. You gave a fight, you put up an effort, and you took it down to a minute and eight seconds left. And it really, if it wasn't for soft goal, you had a chance to take it overtime. So that, to me, that's a positive. You take that moving forward. You take the close games. You can blow a team up 5 nothing. That's cool. But the close games, the close games with a rival, that's momentum. Even though you lost that game last night, there's a lot you can take from it. The fact that Tuka Rast didn't play, the fact that your defense played well, the fact that David Pasternak continues to be on a tear right now, and Brad Marchand and that entire line continue to be on a, an epic tear right now. Take those positives, move forward, and continue to take that momentum going forward. You have uh, how about, uh, because I've, I've asked you this, I asked yeah. you this on Monday, I asked Sully, uh, excuse me, you're Sully, Murph this yeah. on, on Tuesday, I sa- simply said, what, tell me what you've seen 
from David Backus. Has he yeah. looked? And last night, led the team with shots on goal with six. Led the part, did his part. He and, did his part. And he continues to do his part, and he's only going to get better. The thing is, Murph nailed it yesterday. There's a, there's a transition period, new team, and all of that. But he also had an injury in the middle of that. You know, So getting back from an injury and getting comfortable, his one game and his game really overall is great. It's great. It's grinds. It's get in front of the net, hit people, and just play fluidly and get involved. And he's doing that. If, as long as he's involved, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because unlike Matt Bolesky and uh, Jimmy Hayes and name the guy that has been a no-show to start the year, at least Backus is involved. At least Backus is hitting people. At least Backus is getting around. And he played well last night. So I'll take it as a positive. Right I now. should say that he was tied for the lead with most shots on yeah. goal. Tori Krug also had six. And I want to ask you, as someone who... Knows more about hockey than yeah. I. I will readily admit I know more about everything else than you. But uh, <laughs> hockey. <laughs> nice. Like it. <laughs> hockey. Uh, again, not my forte. So I want to ask. A defenseman having the most shots on net for the team in a game. And now tied for the most. Yeah. Positive. Negative. Neither. For him, it's a positive because he's an offensive defenseman. That is his game. His game is very offensive. He's a short guy. And he got a huge contract. And... So far, he hadn't lived up to it. And I think that, again, you got to take the positives in this game. The fact that he's involved, he's getting shots on net, I will take that from him because I didn't have any of that to start the year, and he was bad in his own zone. So to get him involved offensively, and I think that's where it starts with him because he's really an offensive defenseman. That's kind of his thing. You know, Everyone wants to say he's a top-four guy. They want to make him into a top-four guy. He's not. He really isn't. He's a top-six guy. He's a, he's a power-play guy. He's a nice offensive piece. That's his game. So he needs to be involved on the offensive end, and the defense will come with that. I'd rather see him take a bunch of shots, whether they're good shots, bad shots, be involved than to just be taking advantage on the defensive side because he is 5'9". He can't, he can't muscle up to the big guys, the big bruisers of most teams, the forwards that most teams have. So he is a defensive liability. If he's going to be a defensive liability, you at least got to give me some offense. You got at least got to give it to me on the other side. And that's a positive to me, that he's, he's moving towards the right direction and kind of coming out of this terrible slump and terrible start to the year that he had. And personally, being 5'9", I need him <laughs> to be a phenomenal yeah, player. I'm, because I'm 5'10". I'm, saying, I'm right there with you. My favorite players are, let's see, any of them who are 5'. So Pedroia yeah. <laughs> and Isaiah Thomas and Krug can be it, provided he plays well. Yes. And uh, give me, I know Edelman's pretty close. So yeah. he's like 5'10", Edelman, Amendola, yeah, around there. Uh, Amendola's probably like 6'. So, oh, yeah, I could go with Deion Lewis. Deion well. Lewis, yeah, that would uh, work. He didn't, hasn't played this year, so I have to go with someone who's playing. So really, I'm still Sticking to that 5-9-ish area yeah. for my favorite players in the area uh, in, in Boston sports. And I, I'm, that's pretty good, man. Yeah. To have one in basketball, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Yes, that's very there good. aren't many of those guys even in the league period, <laughs> yeah. let alone someone who's starting you can say could be potentially your favorite player. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Tori, you need to start playing well for me because us 5-9 guys, we, we, have to need stick, to represent. we have to stick together. <laughs> we have to stick together here. So the, your Boston Bruins, they do lose last night, but to a Montreal team that has looked phenomenal throughout yeah, the season. Yeah, they're kind of rolling. <laughs> I test last night. I know we just brought you statistics, positive statistics. I test, I would say the same thing, though. Overall, I thought it was from what I saw yeah. and then the highlights afterward, I thought it was an overall positive game. Now... You know, you'll you'll hear from professional coaches in yeah. every sport saying there's no such thing as moral victories. Heck, you'll you'll hear it out of 
yeah. high school coaches, uh, college coaches. There's no such thing. But whatever you want to call it, moral victory, small small wins within a yeah. loss, whatever it may be, there are positives you can take out of this. And you and I, Sully, on day one of of me filling in here, we talked about both the Celtics and the Bruins with small parts of their game just not coming together. Yeah. We weren't seeing it here. We weren't seeing it there. You, the, There were no real small wins within yeah. victories or losses. They were just, okay, well, they played well for a little bit here, but overall, I'm missing something. Last night, I think, was not the case. I, I think we actually saw a uh, victory would have been better, but we actually saw a lot of what we wanted to. Yeah, you, we're seeing a a team now that looks like they're kind of involved. Like it seems like the beginning of this season, the Bruins were just out there skating around. They were just kind of going through it. And last night, and if you don't get this too, Murph hit it on the head last night. If you don't get up for Montreal, Boston in Montreal, you don't deserve to be on the team. Really? You just don't deserve to be playing hockey ever. Like that's, if you don't get up for that, then you don't deserve to be on the team. Oh, as a fan, it's, that's, that is, you can guarantee me to tune into that, except on election night, yeah. to tune in 100%. A rivalry game. And, and to see them come out there and play a solid game, yes, didn't edit a win. You have to take the positives, especially for this team, because this team is a borderline playoff team. So I'm looking for any positive I could get. The only Anything thing- they can grow on. Yes. Anything they can take and expand upon yes. moving forward. And the, the only thing that I will say that, Still t- it terrifies me, and it, it kills me that it's still happening. This is not political. Not political. Oh, okay. Tukarask again, not playing in Montreal. It seems like he's just terrified of playing in Montreal. And if you're going to get through Montreal, if you're going to play them in a playoff series or whatever the case may be, Tukarask will have to be in net in the Bell Center for a game, at least probably two, probably a- an entire series. He's going to have to play in Montreal. So, yes, last night, I get it. He's played a lot. He's carried the load for you. He's basically been your best goalie, and he is your best goalie. He's your guy. But he's going to have to play in Montreal at some point. And I don't know. I felt like last night, coming off of a shutout, might have been a good time to get him in there. He has a lot of momentum going right now. Get him in there. Give him a chance to maybe steal a game. He comes in. Say he's in there, and he makes that save that McIntyre doesn't. You go to overtime. You win 3-2. to two. You can at least take that and move forward with it. Yeah, he might not have played a perfect game. But it would have been momentum. That's the one thing. It just in Montreal Bruins in general. That's my one issue right now. Is that Tuukka Rask still has this thing with the Bell Center? Still has this thing where he can't get over it, and he hasn't played well there. And until that happens, this team's not going to move forward in the playoffs. They're not. They're going to have to face Montreal at some point. So I don't know. I just feel like everything else from that game last night was positive. But I'm looking at Tuukka Rask right now and saying. What's going on here? I, I understand. You're having a great year. You started out hot. You're playing a lot. You need a break here. But you had a lot of momentum. You could That was an opportunity for you to say, all right, I'm going to break this curse, whatever it is that I have in Montreal, and you didn't. So that's my one thing. But other than that, everything else is positive. Everything else is positive. Take the positives and roll with it. The stretch run here, Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy on ESPN New Hampshire and your Boston Bruins – not a victory, but something that's worth that is uh, noteworthy. A a team in Montreal that has just looked unstoppable, dominant. really <laughs> dominant of late, and they were able to go in. They traveled up and didn't play all that poorly. For this is a, 
a team that you and I discussed, Sully, we were just wanted to see something and i really think i i saw something now the question really lies with can they build upon the positives within a loss because again it's an overall loss there if you can build upon the positives and a lot of that will depend on leadership and coaching to make sure they continue can you take the two steps forwards and the one step back there will be a step back this team is just this is how they are they're not built like that so there will be setbacks, but will you continue to progress forward? Will you continue to make progress and build towards being a better team? Because that's that's where they need to go. They need to keep trending in the right direction. The Bruins played last night. They played the night before. Your Boston Celtics oh, play yeah. tonight against the Washington Wizards, the really reeling Riz- Wizards, uh, just 1-5. Only six games in for both teams. Wizards sitting at 1-5. We will talk Celtics. We will talk Patriots because today's my last day. Yeah. So we get to do... Patriots, they didn't play this past weekend. They're clearly playing on Sunday night. I get to talk about the Patriots with you, Sully, because I want to hear everything. I want to talk Seahawks, and I want to talk the trade of Jamie Jamie Collins. Yeah, Let's talk about all that about that, and we have so much time still, but only one more segment in our first hour on the stretch run. Sean Sandal filling in for Jimmy Murphy. Sully alongside ESPN New Hampshire. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. This is Laura Stelchik with Elise Jolly from Merrimack High School. Can you tell me a little bit about some of your activities at school? I am a part of the Merrimack Volleyball Athletic and on the swim team and the track and field team in the spring. I do student council. What would you say the swim, lacrosse, basketball, track and field have in common? Anything? <laughs> the team atmosphere experiences you have with each team within and the sport you find between the team. What is it like? Like to know that you're leaving your school, that you've been so involved in with your friends and all your activities, to know that you're going to be leaving that. Are you excited or are you nervous? Like it's exciting to see what else the world has to offer and what else is out there. But at the same time, having to like leave your comfort zone and throwing yourself out there is a little nerve-wracking because you built so much. And like I'm going to be different to like... Elise, where are you looking at going to school? Playing volleyball at the University of Delaware in New York. So I'm really excited to be down there. I'm looking at maybe doing something on like bio biological sciences and and who would you say has influenced you the most in your academics i would say that my siblings i have both worlds of siblings and one of them my brother james has definitely led me to be who i am today um and tammy lambrell because she has been there for me for the past five years that was elise jolly apple therapy student athlete of the month for october nominate your son or daughter sign up now at espnnhradio.com with six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located at Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. 
Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand new store in Nashua, on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Here's what you missed last week on the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns, giving up a whole lot of fantasy points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings them back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager, to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. For daily show updates, breaking sports news, plus contests and event info, like us on Facebook at ESPN New Hampshire. And I know she'll be the death of me, at least we'll both be numb. And she'll always get the best of me, the worst is yet to come. But at least we'll both be beautiful and stay forever young. This I know, this I know She told me don't worry about it She told me don't worry no more We both know we can't go without it She told me you'll never be in love I can feel my face when I'm with you Final segment of the first hour here on the stretch run with Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy. Sully sitting alongside here on ESPN New Hampshire 603-883-9900. If you want to talk, if you just want to listen, drive home carefully from work, home, relax. It's your stretch run to just chill. Yeah, this is the time. Take your mind off of work. Take your mind off hump of day. Politics. <laughs> right, it's hump day too. So once you get over this day. Once you're out, you're on the other side of that hill. The other side if of that you turn around right now, you can kind of see some light at the end of the tunnel. This that's, su- that's, that's the street light. Dude. <laughs> that's <laughs> symbolic right there. There is some sign in behind there. It's trying, trying really hard, but it's there. <laughs> I still think you're looking at a street lamp. <laughs> <laughs> there is the street lamp right there as well. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break down what we will talk about moving forward as well, just so everyone is aware of where we're going. I, and I warned you of this yesterday off air. Yeah. Did I say it on air or did I warn you off air? I don't know. Maybe. I don't remember. I am going to do a college basketball preview. Why? Because I have time. Yeah. yeah. I have time uh, <laughs> opportunity. Uh, during the show. I have the opportunity and I have the forum 
Uh, for so for those of you who are big college basketball fans, and I'm telling Got you, my list. I'm telling you, they're out there because when I was here doing a show regularly from six to seven or six to eight every day, and during bas- college basketball season, so this was usually. February and March, where I, I received the most, people wanted to talk about it. Those idiots down in Boston <laughs> think it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't they, exist. They, not only do they mock the, the college basketball aspect in NCAA basketball, most of them have no idea anything about the sport of basketball. Yeah. The vast <laughs> yeah, majority yeah. of them. So you want to hear genuine basketball talk, you can listen to me now, or make sure you tune in 7 to 9 on Saturday morning right there you here. Go. ESPN New Hampshire. So that will be later. I'm going to dedicate the whole hour, probably the whole last hour to that. Yeah. Or I can ask you too. We also have Patriots. We need to dedicate a whole hour to that yeah. as well. So we could do that next hour. Yeah, we could do that the next last hour. hour. We'll do the Patriots mid and then we'll wind with a little college basketball. Then that means this segment, what little I have left of it after my diatribe there, <laughs> is going Opening to be polit- <laughs> politics. Right, there. right. And that's true. And I would love to. I probably have another statement political, not political, but another statement along the lines that is somewhat near politics that I would like to get out. But I'll I'll close this hour with uh, a very brief Celtics and Wizards preview. Yeah, this is a game in Washington, so down in D.C., uh, where you know, there's a big hubbub right now. The Washington Wizards one and five on the season now. It doesn't mean they're not talented. I, they're reeling right now for reasons that, since I haven't had a chance to see them yet this season, I can't completely... Can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, I can't wrap my head around I can't completely they have tell talent. you definitively. Bradley Beal is a talent. Yeah. I like Bradley Beal. John Wall is an incredible talent. Uh, I, Me personally, I don't love my point guards being my top and best scorers, but that's but the way talented. the league is yeah. right now. You know, if Kyrie Irving can do it, if guys like Steph Curry can manage it, then... Why not John yeah. Wall? So he's he's very talented. So you have to be cognizant that those two are going to command a lot of defensive attention. And one of the things that you and I discussed on day one of me here filling in on Monday was that the Boston Celtics have looked disappointing Yeah, in their defense, in their defensive effort, their defensive output, both individual and team. And when you're facing a team, you're playing against a team that their strength is their perimeter play. Yeah. They, it, it is their guards driving to the hole, kicking, dishing, and jump shots, the whole nine yards. John Wall slashing and then dishing off to a, a Bradley Beal who's open behind the arc is a phenomenal play. It's deadly. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's deadly. It's scary. You can't, you know, that, the, the shooting part of it's what gets me. Bradley Beal can get his shot off from anywhere and will continue to fire and will continue to make it. And if you don't show up defensively, and we've talked about Isaiah Thomas and his defensive liabilities, but he's been better this year. From what I've saw so far this year, he's been better. You're going to need all of it. You're going to need all of it tonight because all it takes, Bradley, Bradley Beal needs a, a, an inch to get a shot off. And when he gets it off, it's going to go in. It's just, that's he's just the smooth, way he is. He has a smooth shot. You I know. liked watching him at Florida. He's just the way he is. It's you know? just, he's a, an athlete. He's bigger. So he's not the yeah. shooting guard who's going to be long and skinny. He's not Clay Thompson who has good height. Uh, but. Bradley Beal's a little bit thicker. He's beefier, yeah. He's uh, more like a Michael Red. Yeah. For any yeah, of the, yep. those who may remember the lefty Michael Red. He's yeah. more like a Michael Red. Uh, just a little bit thicker, uh, which gives him a little bit more strength, a little bit easier for him to get that shot up and uh, get that off because, and he can get through any any fouls, which you're now worried about, and ones even from beyond the arc because he yeah. can get through it and still uh, refocus and readjust to get, to get that shot off. So you have to be cognizant that their backcourt 
is very good. Very good. You also need to be aware that both Al Horford and Jay Crowder were ruled out of this game, I believe, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even two days ago. They were ruled out a while ago. Your best bet is to make sure they're healthy. So keep them out as long as they need. I do have a concern. Al Horford is out for concussive reasons. It's concussion protocol. You never know how long that's going to last. Unpredictable. So I am concerned because... As talented as Al Horford is, as much as I enjoy watching him play, enjoy watching him lead a team, he has had a history of injuries that have kept him out of seasons. And that was my biggest trepidation when they signed him. I was concerned how many years he would command, which I'm fine with what they gave him. I'm fine with the amount, the money they gave him as well because of the cap going up. But my biggest concern was, do you want to give a guy that amount of money when he's 30 years old and he's had injury problems? None of them were consistently the same thing. It was never, oh, you know, it's, it's my ACL and my right knee that's constantly yeah. hampering me or, be, or, or tearing. No, no. It was a por- torn pectoral muscle. It was his back. It's his head. There's always something different, which is fine. But he might just have bad luck. Yeah, he yeah. might just be. Might, he might just be that guy, injury prone. Yeah, where he can't play. He definitely he doesn't play full seasons. Yeah. And my concern is, okay, is he going to play at least sixty? Yeah, yeah. In the regular season, right now we're not trending in the right direction. Yeah, it's for not Al looking Herf, good, Horford. and it and it doesn't. It, I'm not hearing anything good coming out of it either. It's not like it's oh he's in percussion uh, concussion protocol and he's getting better and he'll be back X. I'm hearing nothing. It's just silence. And it that that to me is scary. That to me is all right. This is more than just, you know, oh, he's got a concussion, he'll be back in a couple of games. If you're not hearing anything and he's struggling in concussion protocol, he won't get out of there anytime soon. No. That that's terrifying to me. And that's the one guy that's supposed to help you get over the hump a little bit this year, help you make an improvement, help you get better. And defensively, he's a guy that yeah, we've talked about he's not a rim protector. But he sets everybody up. He keeps everybody honest. He he can his low post defense is fantastic, and he kind of sets your defense up and gives you a sense of energy, a sense of you know purpose. And when he's out, you see. I don't I don't expect that from Tyler Zeller. I don't expect that from guys like that. I don't expect that from Amir Johnson. Al Horford's a presence, and just his presence alone helps you on the defensive end. He has played eighty plus games in his career. Of course, they're eighty two in regular yeah. season. Twice. Ooh. Twice. That's not good. <laughs> One was just last season. Yeah. Which is concerning because that means he played a lot last season because he yeah. was in the second round of the playoffs. The other time he played 80-plus was his rookie season. 2007-8. He was 21. That was Young 10 legs. seasons ago. Young legs. Good. Where he had very minimal miles on his legs. Yeah. He played 81 games. that So he did still miss one, yeah. but he played 81. I'm sorry, three seasons. He did have one more, uh, yeah. but that was when he was 23. Oh, younger. So Young legs again. <laughs> two years after uh, he played in 81. Aside from that, he's played 70-plus multiple times, uh, And but there are seasons where he played 11. That's good. 29. Yeah. And those are the two lowest. Those are the ones. And one was a pectoral tear, as I recall, and I'm, I'm blanking on what the other one definitively was but it was something else it was like an achilles or uh, a back it was something it was not the same pectoral tear Uh, but one was definitively i know for sure a pectoral tear it doesn't mean that he's going to be out for a long time doesn't mean he's a bust either it doesn't mean that he's a bust 
it just means that I, you know, it's for the same reasons I said when they signed him or when they were looking at him. I do have concerns simply because he has shown that he can't play a full season. Yeah. I'm fine if he, you know, two years ago he played 76. I'm fine if he plays 76 games in the regular season. Totally fine with that. If he play, he's played 67. That's where the cutoff is for me. If he yes. plays 67, okay, I can deal with that. Anything less than that, then it's going to be a struggle for me to, to really think, okay, this was the worth, worthwhile investment on the first year. And I think it'll show in team play, too. I think if he plays less than 67 games, you're not going to win a lot of games. It's just the, just the fact of it, you know. His his presence alone and his veteran leadership alone, that's you can't you can't put stats on that. It's just it's just he's there. It's and I'm not not saying he's Kevin Garnett, but the Kevin Garnett factor on the defensive end, the intensity, they'd be able to 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 be there and kind of set a defense up and have a presence there. That you can't put a number on that. And I think it does have a lot to do with the struggles right now. I think it has a lot to do with the struggles right now. And yes, when you lose Jake, when you lose two stars, when you lose Jake Crowder and Al Horford, you're going to lose some games. Al Horford specifically has a little bit more. It does a little bit more to me. And I think that that's a concern. And going forward, it's not just a concussion. You got to you got to pay attention to this. It's one of those you just got to got to keep an eye on it. You know, for Jake Crowder, it is a low ankle sprain. And for any of those who have had high ankle sprains versus low ankle sprains. You know the difference. A high ankle sprain is more difficult to get over. Yeah. And, in fact, my ankle is still not the same from <laughs> yeah. my third-degree high ankle sprain. Uh, in some cases, a high ankle sprain uh, can be worse than breaking your ankle. Yeah. Uh, there, there have been cases where it's just more difficult to get over. Yeah. For Jay Crowder, it's a positive that it's a low ankle sprain. Sit back. I hate this song, by the way. <laughs> hey. Despise this song. USA. <laughs> There's a, there's the a theme here. If, if you haven't caught the theme, I yet. don't <laughs> care. It, it's a party today. Today's a party in the USA. Man. Next time you play a song that I hate this much, I'm jumping across the table and strangling you. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I honestly toggled with. It. I was like, do I do it? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna go with it. I hate it. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it. And with that said, there we will is. talk Patriots. <sighs> And NCAA basketball preview coming up. Second hour here on the stretch run. Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy, for Jimmy Murphy. Sully alongside. ESPN NHRadio.com. This is the most beautiful thing I ever seen. Find the latest schedules, show blogs, podcast, and all the breaking sports news in our area. From high school to the pros. Awesome. Want some new apparel? Yeah, baby. Welcome. Visit ESPN NHRadio.com for shirts, hats, and all things ESPN New Hampshire. Woo! We've got it all here. Just visit our website at ESPN NHRadio.com. Beals Insurance Agency is proud to announce the opening of their new Londonderry office. Located on Route 102, Beals Insurance is committed to serving Londonderry, Hudson, Wyndham, and Litchfield while offering the best price and quality coverage that's right for you. Whether it's home, auto, or business insurance, make the right call with Beals Insurance Agency. Call Steve at 603-471-9999 or visit BealsInsurance.com. 
Let your search for Mazda and Subaru dealers begin and end with North End Subaru Mazda. Only 20 miles from Nashua, North End Mazda in Lunenburg has the best deals in the area. With Mazda 3s and Subaru Forester, both leaders in their class, and a giant pre-owned inventory. To look at their weekly specials, give them a call at 888-805-1469 today. They're just a click away at buynorthendmazda.com. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the Divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit Divine Flooring Game plans. That's how you handle tough opponents. So, when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with the Duralast battery. Proven tough and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good. Steps back, puts up a three, won't go, final seconds, it's over, it's over! Cleveland is a city of champions, the Cavaliers are NBA champions! We've got it all here, this is ESPN New Hampshire. This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. The stretch runs. Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy. Thanks for joining me and Sully alongside me because you know Sully doesn't go anywhere. If he's, <laughs> I, I live here. This is if my you're smart, dude, uh, you don't go anywhere. This is my chair. Exactly. This is my board, and this is where I stay. <laughs> you know, on Fridays, I wouldn't mind if you just move that chair out because I every Saturday I come in and I refuse to use that chair. So Saturday mornings when I'm in, I, I told you the reason I use this chair is because I got to be. Up high enough so I can get my cue. I get from, it from Murph. I get know? it. It makes sense. <laughs> I just can't deal with not having, and it's not like I use the arms all the yeah, time. It's just you want to have it there. I want to <laughs> have it there when I need. And <laughs> just I also, to, just in case, I know? need a chair to lean back. I don't know if you notice. Every yeah. time I stand while I'm, I'm speaking, but yeah. when during breaks, I'm always leaning. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Arms on chairs, you. and I'm always leaning. Yeah. So, you know, if you ever feel the need to switch the chair out <laughs> to the one that your bag's in over there, I'm, I'm okay with that yeah. because <laughs> I do it. So someone must switch it back for you on Mondays. Oh, yeah, usually. Well, I'm the first one here, usually. So do you switch it back? I switch it back right so away. You, so, <laughs> so it's me. You are aware that I'm the one who does that. Yeah, so, that so now we know. All day Saturday, we have all met. day Sunday, <laughs> that chair's there, and you have to switch it because of me. 
Good. We've now met. Yes. Right. I come in on Monday morning. I switch my chair, and Christian just doesn't say anything about it. He doesn't care. He just goes with it. He's got to deal with Tom King. So we just kind of right. He needs to focus. He needs to focus on Tom King and figure out how to control that. You know. So he deals with that. I deal with the chairs and everything else. <laughs> Your New England Patriots get to well, they they're back on on the field this yeah. week, and for those of you who are fans, it's. Relief because you get to go back to normalcy. Look, right. The <laughs> election's over, whether you like it or not. And your New England Patriots after the week off last week with what really is one of the optimal bye weeks in the middle of the oh, yeah. week like this. Or the middle of the season, excuse me. And then they go back and they had extra time to prepare for one of the better teams in the NFC. Of course, they're taking on the Seattle Seahawks. It is a night game. Difficult for the East Coast people, I know. It's you know, it's eight thirty. It's difficult. You're going to be up till probably midnight ish. But fans do what the fans do. Oh, for those going to the game, don't go to work on Monday. Yeah, you know, you <laughs> yeah. have to jockey with Route One after you leave. Eight thirty. Yeah, jo- trying to get out of that parking lot. Yeah. yeah, don't don't go to work the it, next day. It's not worth it. <laughs> Your New England Patriots. Take on the Seattle Seahawks. It's eight at eight thirty. Seahawks just played on Monday night, so we all got a good chance because it was national television to get a good look at them. It's rumored, nothing confirmed yet, that Cam Chancellor may be back, but Michael Bennett may still be sidelined. Not having Michael Bennett is a positive for the New England Patriots. Overall. We were able to sit down and watch a game we talked about on Monday before the game. Yeah. Seahawks have looked iffy. They were 4-2-1 and one going into that Buffalo game. They walk away with a victory. But a, they allowed a, a number of points to... Defense is not the same. Right. They allowed a number... I mean, Tyrod Taylor may be better than some people give him credit for, but he's, he's not Russell Wilson. Yeah, definitely not. And he's certainly not Tom Brady. So, But the defense... They gave up a little bit more. Now, their offense, there is little to no rushing game. There is, I would say Russell Wilson looked better than what we we expected, about 75% yeah. Russell Wilson. He looked about 85%. He looked better, and yeah. that should continue to enhance as well. But he runs, he rushes outside the pocket to throw. We discussed that. That's kind of his style of play. The New England Patriots attack this game, however with defensive changes as well. This will be their first game without Jamie Collins. Yes. Jamie Collins has been an integral part of that defense rushing-wise. On Saturday mornings, I work with Coach Mike Bellevue. He was a 25-year yeah. coach here in the area from Sauhegan. Knows football very Legendary. well. Yeah. He loved Jamie Collins. <laughs> yeah. To the point where he and I would debate. And I, I'm a big Hightower fan. Yeah. And I have been since... He was drafted. Really? I mean, then he had a down rookie season, in my opinion. Yeah. And they finally. everyone thought. Yeah. You know when they found the right spot for him? Every time OJ Mayo got. OJ. Jeez, I always do that. Gerard Mayo. (laughs) Every time I do it. I don't know why. I still do it. (laughs) Basketball. No reason. Right. It's just a basketball mind. No reason. It's. OJ Mayo sucks. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Every time Gerard Mayo would go down, that's when Hightower would shine. And it was evident that, you know what? Maybe we have we him in the wrong him position. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should He put needs him to be there. in the middle there, yeah. standing there. And he needs to be the leader of that defense. Yeah. And I've really, he's, he's blossomed into exactly what Gerard Mayo was yeah. for years. That's why I've loved Hightower. 
And Coach was just enamored with guys like Chandler Jones, guys like Jamie Collins, because of their athleticism and their ability to get to the quarterback. They're not there anymore. Yeah. <laughs> In Both fact, of those guys are gone. Checkmark gone. In fact, one of them, we, we, yeah, we're good. We, we already saw him leave. Yeah. The other one just got burnt yeah. by Jason <laughs> Witten the other day. Yeah. Uh, Jason Witten was one of the top fantasy football scorers as a tight end the other day. Why? Because Jamie Collins, we, as we learned, as we learned yes. in the AFC Championship, can't cover. Yeah. He's super athletic, but he can't cover. I would like to know your thoughts on moving forward without a guy like Jamie Collins on the outside who's been a stalwart there. I think you're going to find out today, uh, or well, on Sunday here, what he could do for you because this is one of those games where you said, Jamie, you're going to spy Russell Wilson, and that is your one job, and you don't hear from him, and you take care of him. He's not here anymore. If Russell Wilson gets out of the pocket and starts making plays – and makes this game. I do think the Patriots will win this game. I do. I think they have so much on offense, and the defense is playing well enough, even without Jamie Collins, that they can figure it out. But usually, Jamie Collins is the guy you say, "All right, your one job is to spy Russell Wilson. You don't let him out of the pocket. Wherever he goes, you go and you take care of him." If Russell Wilson has a big game, that's something to to look at and say, "All right, well, you could have helped if you had Jamie Collins." Now. I'm with you. I, I am a high tower guy, and I said I've had arguments with my friends before, and they're like, oh, you got to keep Collins. If you're keeping the three three guys after Jones leaves, it's Butler, it's high tower, it's Collins. If you're keeping, you're keeping Collins. Everyone wanted to keep Collins. And I said, Bill's not going to do that. He's not going to keep Collins because he loves having that middle linebacker. Name, you name it, throughout his entire coaching career, he's always had that guy in the middle, the Gerard Mayos, the Stallworth linebackers, and Jamie Collins. As athletic as he is, as an, he's an athletic freak, but he wasn't that guy. He wasn't that stay-at-home, do-your-job type linebacker, and Bill loves that guy. So did I, did I see them trading him? No, I didn't think they were going to just ship him off, and I've talked to Murph about this. When you have a guy that's athletically talented, that's that kind of a talent, and you have Tom Brady... Who knows how much longer he's going to play? Window I, is shutting. I, I don't think, care. I think it's shutting. You know, I think it's he's got two years, but it's going to come. Eventually, it's going to close. He's not going to play till he's sixty-five. As much as people would love to think that, I've been saying for three years that he has two years. You so. know, like <laughs> I, like he keeps proving me wrong, but eventually, it's going to stop. Eventually, it's going to stop. So when you have a window, why wouldn't you keep one of your better players and give and have the best defense that you have? Have the best chance of winning a Super Bowl? Yeah. I'm not going to say they're not Super Bowl, you know, Super Bowl contenders. I'm not going to say that Jamie Collins, because of Jamie Collins, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But it would have helped to have him. The writing was on the wall. It doesn't hurt to have a guy like that. When you started seeing Landon Roberts yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, playing. The a fact that more. he was playing, I'm, I'm thinking, hmm, What's going on here? What's going on? And then he saw him, he was playing more. And then he was starting. I'm going, <laughs> what is this, this is Julian Edelman and Wes Welker all over yeah. again. Yeah, it's I, you know exactly what's going on. You know exactly what's happening. We've seen it happen already. We've seen it happen in the past. Yeah, it 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 happened again, and and then you see small moves for Belichick early on. Mingo gets gets Barcavius Mingle Mingo even earlier. Shea McClellan and recently Kyle Van Noy. All of a sudden, he's stacking up on these backup linebackers. <laughs> what's the plan? And what you're going, you all right, what, what is the plan here? What's going on? And you're watching a Landon Roberts play. Landon Roberts going from that backup to the starter. And he's going to be, you're going to see Landon Roberts yep. out there for at least first and second down. You're going to see a lot more of that guy. 
And the question is, because I think Barcavius Mingo is a little bit more athletic, a little bit more yeah. uh, just fleet of foot than a Landon yeah. Roberts. You might see Mingo out there as that spy that you just said you wanted. You know, someone's going to have to spy on Russell Wilson. Yeah, just it's just part of the gameplay. You're just going to have to do it. You know? With that said, however, let me ask you this: If you're expecting the spy, but you and I both agreed he runs to he he, he runs, runs to throw, throw yeah. not runs for the first down. Will there really be, really be that much spying, or will they try and? I think what, drop and and yeah, cover. I think they're going to try to drop and cover, and I think that they're going to hope because I haven't seen it. it it's been good. The, let me start by saying the defense has been good. It hasn't been what I thought it was going to be coming into this year. I said top five defense because they have the talent to do it, and they have the talent. They still have the talent to do it. The contain hasn't exactly been great. Ninkovich hasn't exactly when he came back hasn't exactly been the Ninkovich you're used to, who sets the edge and all the use all the buzzwords you want. The Belichick buzzword sets the edge, doesn't let guys get out of the pocket. They're gonna hope that 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 they can do that. They're gonna hope that they can keep Russell Wilson in the pocket and pray that they have enough guys back there covering that they don't have to deal with it. And if he gets out outside the pocket, then there's a whole other issue, and you might have to change the game plan at halftime. If he if he if you come out and you say, you know, we're not going to spy him, and he gets outside of the pocket and starts making plays, you're coming out for the second half. There will be there will be somebody spying Russell Wilson, whether it's Dante Hightower or it's Roberts or whoever the case may be. But starting, I would think they're going to start the game and attempt to just cover and play him straight up. And if he starts to take over, then they'll adjust. But to start, they're just going to play him straight up and hope hope it all works out. A four-man rush is what I anticipate, maybe even dropping one of those defensive yeah. linemen occasionally. Yeah. Just to allow the offensive line for the Seattle Seahawks right now, not great. Not great. We saw it against yeah. the Buffalo Bills. Bills have a decent defense. They should talk about a team that should be better defensively yeah. than they are. Yeah. Uh, Good pass rush. Right. But I still think they should be better than what they are. Yeah. But it's still a, a talent in and of itself. But I think the Patriots can do what the Bills defense did. Oh yeah, I I truly believe that. Yeah. So if you can attack that offensive line, what is again, in my opinion, a weaker offensive line, one of the weaker ones we've seen, then that's how you're going to get to Russell Wilson. You hope that eventually someone gets home. Yeah, you hope that eventually one of your four rushers gets home. And when you drop everyone else, you make it more difficult. You have time. You're not playing the run because let's face it. There, there is none. <laughs> there is none. Christine right. Michael is not, you know, it's Michael. Plus, that offensive line sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, occasionally Michael's had a couple good games, but nothing crazy. It's not Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. No. And uh, and he's not running behind an offensive line that has, uh, you know, what's the, I'm, I'm blanking on the name, the guy they traded, Mac. Nope. Yeah. Was it Okun? There you go. There's yeah. the, Russell Okun. Down yeah. to um, New Orleans. Yeah. For, for Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is, a, he's a wide receiver. Yeah. You know, yeah, I know he's listed as a tight end, but he's, he's a wide that's yeah. like saying Aaron Hernandez was a <laughs> yeah, tight end. Yeah, yeah. They look, they're they're small guys. They're where they're just big wide receivers. They're not the size of tight ends. They're yeah. not going to block anyone. So you traded your best blocker, a guy who led your offensive line, to get another offensive weapon. And look, there's someone that I do think they're going to have to pay attention to because Jimmy Graham has played well the past two, three weeks. Yeah, starting he's to coming come back from injury, yeah. and he's starting to figure it out and playing there. So there's someone that you have to look out for. But aside from Graham, there's really no rushing game. There's a couple, you know, you look out for a couple of of receivers. It's not the same Seattle team that you're used to. The biggest question, in my opinion, is 
you last time you saw Jimmy Graham, it was with Drew Brees, and you said, "Okay, Akib Talib, go beat the crap out of him." Yeah, yeah. Go punch him in the face at the line. Yeah. And Akib Talib was stoked. Yeah, <laughs> he was stoked. Yeah, to do that, it was. Analogous to having Brandon Browner. Yeah, you know, yeah. you had Brandon Browner thereafter. Hey, Browner, you go punch their best <laughs> receiver in the mouth, and Revis is going to go cover their second best one on one. Good luck throwing on this <laughs> on those two guys. Yeah, and with that happening, Jimmy Graham did nothing. Who does that for the Patriots this time? Because I will tell you, Graham has played well the past. Yeah, really, I would say really well the past two weeks, and I, I'm going to go venture and say well the past. Three weeks. Yeah. Do you have someone on this team not, that's going to be able to cover him? Yeah, not exactly not exactly to the extent you're talking about with the Brandon Browners and the they hit him in the mouth, but there seems to be a lot of talk around the league about Logan Ryan. And I don't know where it comes from, I don't know where it starts, but everyone for some reason raves about Logan Ryan and his tackling ability and his physical nature. I haven't seen a he's not Brandon Browner. I haven't seen that physical nature out of him. But I do believe that's the one guy they're going to throw out. I do believe they will play Jimmy Graham like a wide receiver, line up with line up with Ryan, and just like I said with the with Russell Wilson, play him straight up in the first half. And if he starts to if he goes off for two touchdowns, okay, you make an adjustment. Well, let me propose this to you then. There is a player that had a great year at cornerback at one point for you, and now plays safety. True. Yep. Devin McCourty understands yeah, the principles. The principles and footwork. Again, not as they, they figured out how to attack him after his rookie season. But now as a safety, he's had learned how to play harder and stronger. Yeah. And look, Jimmy Graham as a he's a glorified wide receiver. He's a tight end, and I wouldn't even say glorified since the tight end will get paid less. But <laughs> yeah. you he's still not going to do what a traditional wideout would do. And exploiting McCourty with a wideout is one thing. Exploiting him with a tight end is another. I would propose you could still put Logan Ryan on and pick, you know, their number one, their number yeah. two, their number three. I don't care. Wideout. But with Graham being their third or fourth option and McCourty knowing how to play up at the line, He's done it. He's covered one on one. Yeah. Why not? When you do choose to run man and not zone, why not bring McCordy up? Yeah, that. Or you could use Chung too. I do. I've heard. You know, you hear all the time Patrick Chung's having a good year, and they've talked about Patrick Chung last year having a good year, and he has covered tight ends before. Now, I'm not saying he's had success covering tight ends. I'm not saying he's he's great at it. But the times they haven't used Collins, they have used Chung, and maybe Chung can be physical with him. I don't know. But I'm open to any option because, really, Jimmy Graham, if you're thinking about it, Jimmy Graham and Russell Wilson are their two guys. That, that, for me, that, when I think about it, those are their two guys. That's it. You know, uh, I'm not worried about Doug Baldwin. I'm not scared of the, the other guys. You can figure it out. So if those are your two guys and Bill does this so well, that's why he's the best coach in the league. That's why he is who he is. He takes away what you do best. And he'll let, he'll let Jimmy Graham have 100 yards as long as he doesn't get in the end zone. He'll let Russell Wilson rush for 100 and throw for 300 as long as he doesn't kill him over the top. You know, that's just how they operate. So they'll play him straight up to start. But if it starts going south, they'll make adjustments and they'll figure it out. It's the stretch run with Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy. Sully here just mentions, you know, this is what Belichick does. This is what Belichick does well. Well, let's hear what Belichick said 
at That's his press conference <laughs> today. And we will do that right after this. Keep it locked here on ESPN New Hampshire. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic is shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lobbed down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good! It's the three to win the Steps back, puts up a three, won't go. Final seconds, it's over, it's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So, tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football mm-hmm. four years there. So, it's been a really good experience, both academically and uh, with sports. Like they, we have, I would say, one of the best football programs in the state. and we're constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes, and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Stico School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools with better specialized in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of students against bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to just strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. 
Bedford's going to hang on, and the Bulldogs celebrate in mass. This weekend's Division I semifinal matchup between Bedford and Merrimack is the most anticipated rematch of the season. We want to play Bedford, but to be honest, it doesn't matter who we play. It's just one more stepping stone to get to the shift. Will Bedford maintain their undefeated status and march on to UNH, or will Merrimack survive and earn the right to play for a championship? Our Friday Night Lights Game of the Week, presented by the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Centers, begins Saturday at noon, only on ESPN New Hampshire, sponsored in part by Nashua Marine. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Hi, I'm Liz. Welcome to Lowell Jewelry and Loan. The economy is pretty rough right now, and if you're looking for a short-term loan, banks aren't making it any easier. Sometimes it can take up to 60 days to get approved. That's crazy! We truly are in the business to lend money and put cash in your hands instantly. Bring in any item and we'll give you cash. We also give you four months before making your first payment. Call or come see us today. Our reputation is impeccable. Lowell Jewelry and Loan on Merrimack Street. We all have our mountains the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. Cam Rogers. According to the Cleveland Plain dealer, coaches are forced to teach RG3 or I'll say refresh his mind on these three mechanics. One, plant your back foot, then throw. Two, get down, then slide. Three, throw the ball away. Don't take needless hits from the defense. Those are three things that coaches are focusing on rather than focusing on the playbook and improving the offense. They have to pretty much reteach these basic components to Robert Griffin III. Saturday at 4 on ESPN New Hampshire. ESPN, NH for constant up-to-date news and show info. President-elect in this very area, in fact, in this very state, as, yeah. a, as a swing state, was to draw up his personal correspondence with a very large local figure. Donald Trump received a handwritten note from Bill Belichick. He brought that up while he was in New Hampshire. 
whether that means people voted for Donald Trump here in this state or not because of it. I have no idea. No clue. However, he utilized it. And that's something that you know would come up. And that's well it should. For someone who does not want any distractions, period, he makes a point to say it all the time. Yep. This was something that was inevitable. And his own doing, too. And at, in his own doing. So there's his, no one to yell at but himself. His own distraction. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, he, he did do it. And the first question, actually not even the question, he steps up to the podium today for his press conference, and he decides, you know what? Let's nip it in the bud. And only in true Belichick fashion... <laughs> He will nip it in the bud, whether you like it or not, and move on. Let's hear Bill Belichick. All right. Um, this is really a uh, you know big week for us. Um, you know, watching Seattle, we've had a lot of chance to watch them. Um, you know, going all the way back to last week, and uh, certainly through the weekend this week. Um, you know, there's no team uh, or organization that I have more respect for than the Seattle Seahawks. Um, think that uh, John and Pete have uh, done a tremendous job uh, with that organization. Um, spent and we spent a lot of time studying uh, what they do, both uh, on the field and in terms of their their building, team building. Um, certainly learned a lot from them uh, from the outside, obviously. About uh, tremendous respect for Pete. Um, the way he coaches the team, the way they play, they have great physical toughness, mental toughness. Uh, they compete extremely hard. Um, you know, one of the best, one of the best teams, uh, one of the best organizations that you know I've gone up against in my coaching career. I just have tremendous respect for them. They have great players uh, in all three phases of the game. Um, they have a big challenge for us. They have tremendous talent, and they play hard, and they're tough. So. Um, you know, really kind of no weaknesses. Um, can run the ball, stop the run. They can throw it. They can defend it. Cover kicks, return kicks. Um, I mean, you name it. They do it for 60 minutes. They do it every week. They do it against everybody, wherever they play, whoever they play, whatever the situation is. There's just no, there's no plays off with these guys. And uh, uh, as I said, I think it's obviously a, a very good football team tough football team and a team that we have tremendous respect for. So it's going to be a big challenge for us this week to have a great week of preparation, be able to follow that up with um, you know, a strong performance Sunday night, uh, which we know that's what it's going to take, and that's what we're, we're pointing to. Um, I've uh, received a number of uh, inquiries uh, relative to uh, – uh, note that I wrote to uh, Donald on Monday. Um, our friendship goes back many years, uh, and I think anybody that's spent more than five minutes with me knows I'm not a political person. Uh, my comments are not politically motivated. I have a friendship and a loyalty to Donald. A couple weeks ago, we had uh, Secretary of State Kerry in our locker room. It's another friend of mine. Can't imagine two people with more different political views than those two. Uh, but to me, friendship and loyalty is just about that. It's not about political or religious views. I write hundreds of letters and notes every month. 
doesn't mean I agree with every single thing that every person thinks about politics, religion, or other subjects. But I have multiple friendships that are important to me, and that's what that was about. So it's not about politics. It's about football. We got a huge game this week against a great football team, great organization, and that's where it all is going forward on Seattle. All right. Coach, were you uh, happy or annoyed that Trump read the letter? Seattle. Well, your team's always been good at keeping outside distractions on the outside. Given the nature of this presidential race, Seattle. Did you find it? Seattle. Did you find it? Uh, Helpful to talk Seattle. to players about this. If any of your players talk to you about this, Seattle concerns about any locker room rancor as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Next. Good. Uh, Richard Sherman has stayed on primarily defensive left over the course of his career, but I know they do move him around quite a bit. Right. Yeah, they match him up against uh, Julio. That You know, I mean, he'll match up from time to time. Um, again, you know, it's a game plan thing with him. I'm sure they Seattle. 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 I think he's Seattle. focused on Seattle. Seattle. Just, just Give me that. a break. I am <laughs> sorry. At least allow... Give an individual, an, another human being, another adult, don't humiliate them. Just let them finish their question. If you really don't want to answer it, let them finish the question and simply say, I've already addressed all of it, just like you always do. I will not be addressing this anymore. Just like Tom Seattle. Brady did. I Seattle. I'm astonished sometimes. Seattle. Occasionally it... Occasionally it bothers me. Sometimes it doesn't. Seattle. But occasionally it bothers me. He, he needs to treat people like human beings. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that's Bill Belichick in Bill Belichick Forum. And really the rest of the press conference was kind of not necessary. You didn't need to play it. It's just him. Well, that's why we cut it off. It's just him doing what he usually does at Seattle. And they had some players and they could play and it's a good team. And I hear that all the time. But you, Belichick, you coach Belichick, you brought this upon yourself. You brought this upon yourself. You decided to make your political views known. And whether Donald Trump did it going against it or not, you know, whether he got the permission to do it because Trump said, obviously, oh, he gave me the permission to do it. It's cool, you know. Whether he did or not, you knew this was going to be, you knew this was going to go public. You, you, you can't tell me you didn't think that Donald Trump was going to go up there and in, in Manchester, in New England. And say that oh I got it. I didn't I didn't get anything from him no we're we're just friends you really you really thought that come on you knew that was coming and like you said at least let him finish the question <laughs> like at least let him get the question out and then if you want to be the usual guy you are you want to be the jerk that you are and say oh no nope, we're talking about Seattle cool that's fine but to just be there throughout the entire question. And to act the way you did when you brought it upon yourself. It's not like they're asking you about benching Tom Brady like they did in 2014. Oh, we're going to make a quarterback change. You said on to Seattle. That's fine. You did this yourself. This is your words. This is your political views. And you brought it upon yourself. And then you're going to get up there and act like a jerk 
yeah, no, that's sorry, that's I'm not okay with that. Usually, I'm all I'm all on board the Belichick being a jerk train when when he does these things, but that right there, this is your own doing, Bill. You can't tell me that you didn't see this coming. I'm sorry, you can't tell me that. Let allow, give the person enough dignity to have them finish their damn question. <laughs> I understand you're not going to answer. They know you're not yeah, going to answer. Everyone knows you're not going to answer. Their the job, however, is to ask you these yeah. questions. Your job is not to be a dick. Yeah, yeah. And for me, that that right there it was. I'm never on board with it as you you said you are, yeah. but at the same time, I generally don't care. Yeah, it doesn't. Bother I don't me. care. Yeah. That bothered me. Yeah, yeah. That bothered me. He was a jerk. Especially, especially in this time, especially with the, I, I keep saying this election, but this election was a diff, This is a whole other story, and to be able to to do what you did and and give your opinion indirectly, yes, I know you didn't come out and say I support Donald Trump, and I, you indirectly gave your vote of confidence to Donald Trump. I'm sorry, you did, and that's and it's, that's fine. It's your prerogative. I don't. I yeah, good, cool. It doesn't bother me that he is a supporter of Donald Trump, or if he was a supporter of Hillary. I don't care. You're a football coach. Your job is to be a football coach. But if you're going to do that, there will be backlash. There will be backlash. Not even it's, backlash. It's just, just questions. Just, just asking you why and, and how, especially in the middle of your season, right after you just traded arguably your best defensive player. And then you come out a couple of days later and do this. Like, this is brought upon yourself. You did this to yourself in the middle of a bye week. You imploded in the middle of a bye week. This is your doing. So you have to stand up and face it. And I know you're not going to answer the question, but it doesn't mean you have to be a dick. It doesn't mean you have to be a jerk about it. Let them get the question out and then address it. And you and like you usually do in your non you know, your non answering fashion, say we're on to Seattle, our focus is on Seattle. That's all you had to do. That I'm with you on this one. This is one of the situations where I said, All right, you don't need to do this. I understand what you do and I understand why you do it and you want to keep the focus on the team and the way you're playing and getting better and improving. I love that. That's why you're the Patriots. That's why you're so good. You move on. But when you do things like that to yourself, you have to face them head on and address them. And to be a jerk, it just that rubs me the wrong way. It did. Everything about that rubbed me the wrong way. I, and I appreciate that he addressed it to begin with. I understand that. But at some point... And he is, he gives this holier than thou type attitude, this yeah. I'm above you, this, and, and you know what, it's similar to an elitist attitude. He doesn't, I don't have to do any of this. And while you don't, you also have to understand that you have to live in a society. We live yeah. Yeah. in a society. With all of that said, I, I, I don't want to talk about Belichick's press conference anymore. That yeah. was actually frustrating. More frustrating than I thought it was going to yeah. be. <laughs> Usually I'm frustrated because he's usually like cackling and snorting and all. I hate that too. <laughs> you know like, that weird sound yeah, where he's kind of like clearing his throat, but, but he's not really. Like, yeah, uh, it's like it's, it's like a, it's like a half inhale, you know, half snort. I don't know. It, usually that annoys me, but this today just this just rubs me the wrong way. I just I can't do. It. Your I can't New England Patriots that. will be hosting a team that has in the Seattle Seahawks that has recently had pictures released of them. Holding a football and kicking a football that appears to be, well, let's put it bluntly, deflated. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a chance here that 
it goes nowhere. Yeah. That nothing, none <laughs> nope. of this goes anywhere. And there is, as I, I used this term, term earlier, but I will use it again, a palpable irony to the fact that last week those pictures come out and this week they are going to be playing in New England. We'll talk about that and wrap up our Patriots talk here on the stretch run with Sean Sendall filling in for Jimmy Murphy, Sully alongside, and uh, some more Patriots coming up in the final segment of this second hour. It's somehow forgotten, but we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago. I don't know. And I can't change Even if I tried Even if I wanted to Listening to the Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Stay tuned for the right time with Bomani Jones. Only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio. Christian and King. One game. Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One. It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two. two. Now you're going to give this guy one. Yeah, no, it's just and this guy. And this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over twenty physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns residence in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Three states. Come on. Weekdays, noon to three on ESPN New Hampshire Radio and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Beals Insurance Agency is proud to announce the opening of their new Londonderry office. Located on Route 102, Beals Insurance is committed to serving Londonderry, Hudson,